0: just standing there because i yeah. think i was watching her and yeah. then i saw him and i was like oh yeah. shit i didn't see him walk out either yeah, yeah. He actually, was, he's just there all the yeah. time right he was just right? too focused on live but he actually, he, he, actually <laughs> he actually does walk sunday scaries
1: uh have you gone into like the google drive and looked at the outlines or show notes that i make I actually, a, haven't. Yeah, I just look at the
2: master list. Yeah, to remember what the fuck. <laughs> what well, we're to watching watch. next? Yeah. <laughs> 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 because that's like a struggle enough for me half the time. Like, what the fuck am I supposed to be watching tonight? I don't remember. I feel
1: embarrassed, Too embarrassed to like just text me and ask. <laughs> uh, like, hey, I know you told me already, but but <laughs> what I'm movie. Idiot. Yeah. <laughs> to be fair, the way the schedule we've been recording on has not been very like. Everything's kind yeah. of all over the place you know, right like, now, flip so. Flipping a bunch of stuff. Yeah, I've been moving shit around. When, when, and, yeah. Uh, so, uh, hey guys, it's Sunday Scaries. My yeah. name is Travis. And it's Tyler. And today we have Blake back. What's up, guys? Hello, Blake. Big Blake. 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 Big Blake. Big Blakey uh, Blake. uh, back. The <laughs> you guys forget they can't <laughs> see me. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> you are tall. You're, you're almost. Yeah, you and Daniel are both really tall, and I, that's why I don't have to move that mic whenever you come, yeah, which is nice. Uh, six three. Nice. Yeah. All right. Well. Don't brag about it. I'm, I'm not. not it's not a fucking it. contest, okay? It's just, it's just <laughs> a measurement. Are, are you like, done? Not, yeah, yeah, my I'm dating profile said I was I'm like 3-2,
2: but here we are. <laughs>
1: uh, Sunday Scaries It's a podcast about horror movies and uh, things about horror movies and p- things that people who watch horror movies might enjoy. Yeah, adjacent interests. Yeah. And uh, this week, what did we watch, guys? The
0: Strangers. It, right? Yeah. <laughs> the strangers. You didn't harmonize that. time. So huh? It's okay. <laughs> Normally, it yeah.
2: The yeah. What is it? It's my phone. (sighs) Oh my god. We gotta get out of here. Open the door, and I just want you to run, okay? Uh,
1: The Strangers, 2008, a film by Brian Bertino, uh, writer-director. This is his uh, debut directing credit. Mm-hmm. um he there's actually a really funny um quote that pull that i pulled out of the uh the review for this on uh the roger Ebert website um so because this is from 2008 this is actually like one of the few movies that there are still uh, a review written by roger Ebert that's like still posted and stuff mm-hmm. uh it was really really like that's something nostalgic about that um yeah we'll get it like apparently this the the screenplay the screenplay for this movie, uh, Brian Bertino essentially pitched it uh, while he was working as a grip um, on, like, another film, and uh, it got picked up. And so he was, like, uh, he gave his he gave his friend uh, his grip tools and thought, cool, I'm never going to need these anymore. Uh, I'm never using a hammer again. <laughs> and it got picked up? Yeah, it got picked up, and uh, they let him direct it as well. Um, so, which is, it's crazy. Yeah, and for, I think, for a debut directing like, credit, this is... I mean, the directing of this movie is actually pretty fucking awesome. Oh, like, yeah, for uh, sure. It's definitely not, like... In in the critical reviews that I've read about this, the directing is not something that people point out um, or lament. Um, yeah, I'm
0: curious what they do point out because... That's one of my first notes, that it has a very unfair Rotten Tomatoes rating of 40, yeah. 48%. Everybody, like, yeah, there's what? a lot of very critical no, reviews, no, really, and I'll, I think yeah. We'll, yeah, we can get yeah. into that,
1: uh, talking about the reception of this movie, kind of towards the end and stuff. Um, yeah, The Strangers. Uh, so, Kristen and James, played by Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman, um, are expecting a relaxing weekend at a family vacation home, but their stay turns out to be anything but peaceful. Um, first, a mysterious and dangerous woman arrives at the door while James is out on an errand. When he returns and uh, he accidentally kills his friend Mike uh Dennis and <laughs> mistaking him for an <laughs> yeah, intruder and then uh the real danger shows up in the form of three masked uh torturers leaving Kristen and James struggling for survival mm-hmm. um this movie was this the first time you first time for really me. yeah you didn't catch yeah. this when it came out originally no I didn't yeah.
2: I, I remember seeing the mm-hmm. trailers and shit but at the time like I wasn't those weren't the movie that I was going to see in the theaters yeah, in high school. I, I guess, know,
1: yeah, like, we were, like, freshmen in high school at the time, probably. Yeah, or sophomore. Yeah. Or um, 2010. Or, yeah, it would have been 2000. 2000- Swinger 2010.
0: Yeah, right. This, yeah. Would be, uh, this
1: was May of 2008. So, yeah, yeah. yeah I guess. Maybe, no, I think I guess I was in, like, eighth grade or something. <laughs>
0: I like think then. this movie also, for me, like, I didn't see it while it was in theaters because I think when it when it came out, I think when you watch the trailer for it, it just kind of reads as, like, okay, just another slasher movie. hmm um mm-hmm. but then it i think the movie did so well because like word of mouth kind of carried it and everybody's like no this movie's actually really intense and really scary you're like oh yeah. okay
1: that's one of the biggest features of this movie and i think that why it 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 was one of the most terrifying movies at the moment that it came out because of the marketing. Um, mm-hmm. the marketing behind this movie is just fucking genius and that full length trailer is so unsettling. Yeah. It has that famous line, they kind of, you know, they did jump the shark jumped the shark a little bit by including the line in the trailer, but it's that line where Liv Tyler screams at the at the at the masked girl, you know, why are you doing this? You yeah, should I'm just
2: here. Because you're
1: home, yeah. and That's <laughs> so unsettling. Yeah, uh, and I think that's I don't know. I'm re- I'm really excited to include this one and have it kick off um, our uh, our slasher series, um, which I think is going to be focused a lot on the relationship that these movies and this subgenre has with um, like true crime and our feelings like, about like you know like real life murders. Yeah, yeah. like real life shit that is you know this even is.
2: Bertino mentions like the origin her, for it. The origin, mm-hmm. yeah, which is all based in like real life.
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> or like the movie like says intro, at the beginning, yeah, yeah,
2: with the the like SVU voice, yeah. I was like,
1: about to say that. You know, was how, that, was you know one, how hard I looked to try to figure out who that narrator was. I think, still haven't figured it out.
0: Yeah, because he's I've used heard, a lot. That sounded like a very familiar. I, it voice. sounded like Lawrence Fishburne to me. Like
2: you've heard that dude yeah. say that exact line probably a hundred times. Yeah, 000. one point five million violent crimes. Yeah, I know. I occur was gonna check that stat. Year, yeah. The, yeah, yeah, whatever exactly. it is.
1: Yeah, I, know, I think like, that is. Yeah, um, yeah, because it kicks off with that whole narrated bit. Uh, be, uh, bit and stuff yeah. uh, you know and then this is based on true events or whatever which mm-hmm. is and that, that was also in the marketing for this movie it, it had a very you know Blair Witch-esque style you know this is like this is a true story and yeah. this could happen to you it could you. happen to you um, which,
2: yeah that's what really makes it mm-hmm. scary I would argue that this is so far one of the actual scarier films that we watched yeah and for you especially seeing it for the first time that's a
1: because we were talking about this before we started recording (laughs) as like on a rewatch, even it's still pretty unsettling but like as a first watcher like man this is a it's a very scary movie it was
2: it was a, not a fun morning. For yeah, me. A, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I was too it. hungover to be yeah. fucking dealing with that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And also,
1: because so much of the movie happens like, or like some of the scarier moments in the movie happen like during broad daylight too, mm-hmm. which I think is another element of uh, yeah, the idea of 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 this this subgenre of slashers being grounded in reality, and that that's what makes them the scariest movies for some people. Um, yeah.
0: Yeah, my girlfriend, actually, specifically, she finds these a lot more terrifying than the ghost demon stuff, which that's that's what I find more terrifying, Mm -hmm. even though I'm not a religious or spiritual person, really. Mm -hmm. But, like, for some reason, that just, like, gets me. Mm -hmm. But she hates, you know, uh, slasher movies because it feels a lot more visceral and real for Mm -hmm. her. And I would definitely say, like, this is not one that I would recommend. Like my
2: fiance. Yeah. <laughs> who is, you know, she doesn't really watch too many horror movies, but this is not one where I would be like, yeah, watch this with me. Yeah. Because then, like, say I'm out at a show one night or, like, on call at work in the middle of the night and somebody, she hears a sound outside. Like, that's a real thing that happens for yeah, you. Yeah, know, for like, sure. it's especially, like, there's scenes in this where Liv Tyler is going through that. Like, her partner, right? Yeah. Um, Scott Speedman's character is not there and there's the shit going on. Like, it's terrifying not to make it about gender and you know but, but like yeah the it's, way it's uh, set up
1: in, in in this movie and stuff too and i think that's the other thing about this particular plot um the idea that you know in in many horror movies uh not just within the subgenre but um you know your classic sort of like cabin in the woods movie um from Mm -hmm. evil dead to you know the actual or the cabin in the woods woods. yeah uh there's there's (laughs) many times in those movies there's an element of um setting up the characters as unlikable um you know in friday the 13th sleep camp Mm -hmm. where like the idea is like you set up these characters who kind of uh seem to deserve like it's almost like there's like a like a cosmic uh, like justice in the fact that like you know this monster is coming and pursuing them um, as if they like incited the terror. Um, but by comparison, in the plot of this movie and I think many other slasher movies that will be included in this list, um, they they've done nothing to incite any kind of any of the torture or torment that they're put through. It's yeah, just they're just anything, regular people. Yeah, in
2: this movie, they are going through a very real. Uh, emotional experience yeah. at the beginning that makes you feel very strongly for mm-hmm. them uh, you know there's some relationship drama going on yeah that um, touched on two things it's I... pretty vi- like that even before all the weird like spooky shit starts happening it it hits pretty hard early mm-hmm. just by their like emotional responses to the aftermath of which i guess it happens pretty early so i can say it but it's a failed proposal yeah that's what they're, they're you know, scott speedman's character Attempts to propose to live time at a wedding. Don't propose yeah, which, at a wedding, yeah. asshole. You know, I, I knew going into it that they were leaving from a wedding reception. Right. And then when I saw her, like, Sobbing in the car, I was like, "Oh no, he did." It's that. funny. He, he was yeah. that guy, the, wasn't he? That first yeah, shot of Liv Tyler too,
1: but she's not like sobbing in the car. It's the first like shot of her teardrum. is that single tear, yeah. and I love this. It's a very good subtle. That's like that when I first saw that, man. You're like, like I said, Brian Burchett. This is his first movie that he's ever directed, um, mm-hmm. and there's some subtle, subtle stuff in there like that where he's he's got a fucking eye, man. Like, uh,
0: yeah, he did a I really like, good job. I mean, him, the writers, everybody did a really good job of setting up an emotional tie to the characters from the very beginning, mm-hmm. which is basically what you're saying but yeah. it you know it like you said it's it's very rare that somebody is going through something already emotionally before the actual like physical threat comes in yeah in a horror movie and it's so it's like you know these guys are having like the worst night of their life like yeah. it's just like just beat after
1: beat breaks after out beat the ice cream yeah. man like and there, <laughs> was, there was some
2: times throughout that scott's character i should probably reference their actual name uh jamie yeah jamie in the movie. Um, If they hadn't set it up with that emotional aspect before, I would have been like, this guy's a dick. Yeah. But because they set it up like that, you can kind of understand why he's reacting the way that he is and how he's, like, speaking to um, Kristen. Mm -hmm. like Because they just went through this, like, fallout, essentially. Mm -hmm. But now they're expected to handle this situation together. Mm -hmm. So without that preface, he would just seem like a fucking asshole. Right, But... They're going through. this, Yeah, like they have an internal conflict thing. already yeah. that they're having to
1: resolve. Yeah. Which yeah, do you want to talk about this like so? Yeah, this failed proposal, right? We get through. You know the way this movie works, right? It start. It kicks off with you know at the end, like it kind of like X did, right? Some movies do this where it starts at the end. I don't yeah, mind it most of the time. It gives, like a flash forward. Mm-hmm, of some but children. Yeah, these fucking little Mormon kids who like. I mean, I guess you know if anybody <laughs> deserves to be traumatized, it's them. Um, a- absolutely. <laughs> the little missionaries roll up yeah, on your bike. Right. And so uh, they're they fucking find some bodies. Yeah, and... we hear a nine one one call where they're like, yeah. he's he's on the phone, and he's like, "There's blood everywhere." And like, honestly, the little kid, ADR performance in that is actually pretty good. We were yeah. just talking about child oh, actors yeah. for like a long oh, time man, before yeah. we started recording. It
2: sounded like a real, yeah, 911, like I was a Dispatch call, yeah, for sure.
1: Yeah, it was really good. But it, yeah, it starts off at the end of the movie where so we already know going into this that you know everybody's gonna get murdered. Um, we just don't know how it's gonna happen or or when. Um, but yeah, then they set up the the fact that like Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman are having a conflict, they get to the house and what has happened is yeah, like he you know, the failed proposal which we get and like a flashback to, you know, the wedding ceremony they were just at. Mm-hmm. He's set up the house with all the roses and everything and like candles and champagne. Yeah. And she says, When did you do this? And he's like, Me and Mike did it earlier today. And it was yeah, a whole it's God. a whole thing. Do you think he like okay, so yeah, he got rejected and stuff, but whenever they reveal like her response and stuff she and they kind of like start to hash it out Mm -hmm. she's like I'm just not ready and it's like I feel like he wasn't handling it very well I feel like he was being a little bit overly like overreacting
2: but like yeah I mean I can't claim to say what anybody should do in that situation you know Um, I thought it was a, a relatively realistic portrayal of like how somebody would deal with that, and then have to spend a night in a house with that yeah. person immediately afterwards. Yeah, because yeah, he
1: calls Mike to come pick him up. He's like, "I'm gonna give her the car," and like they seem to be handling like it pretty quickly. Yeah, yeah. But then they almost but that's fuck, that's the like, thing. Yeah, but the yeah. thing is like he <laughs> he she rejects his proposal, and he's like leaving her. Like, and I'm, that seemed it seemed like an yeah. overreaction to me. But then again, you know, I, I've but never the, been that, rejected.
2: That switch flipped pretty quickly. Yeah. Oh yeah, they they, they got they switched records real on real fast. Yeah, we almost got. A speedman, Live Tyler, sex? I know, and fucking ruined by the Bertino deprived us of door. Door. Yeah, that. Yeah, <laughs> the was biggest crime fair. that these I wanted fucking that <laughs> to go a little bit further, right? That's, they're both hunky. Okay? That was a note that I made
1: in my original like rewatch and stuff. Was the biggest crime committed by these murderers is being a cock block? Yeah. Uh, oh, for sure. For Scott Speedman and for me as a viewer. Yeah, the panties <laughs> had just come off. The belt
2: just got unbuckled, and then it was
1: yeah right fuck you man Gemma come Ward. on man <laughs> i like the setup of man the, the the unsettling nature of putting one of the killers right at the top of the movie to without the mask on that was <laughs> something that i had forgotten happens like that early on in the movie and the fact that like you know so she bangs on the door right as they're about to bang it out on the uh the countertop well done. um and <laughs> nice and uh <laughs> they they open the door but like the porch light isn't on so she's shrouded in darkness you just almost see like barely a translucent like silhouette Mm -hmm. of uh gemma i think it's gemma ward um And of course he waits the,
0: till only after she's gone to twist the light bulb and turn it on. Yeah. Instead of being like, Hold on, I can't see you. Maybe
1: the implication is that she like unscrewed it and then oh, so yeah. that like, you know, setup. he couldn't, yeah. yeah. He Never he thought about see that. Her. Yeah. Um, there is a lot of subtle stuff that they do with the killers to give them just a little bit of complexity that is so that piques my interest so much. Um, I forgot, like at the very end of the movie, for instance, as they're driving away, we get that one ADR line from the other female killer where she's like, It'll be easier next time. Yeah. And I'm like, mm-hmm there's something in there. Like there's something cool about yeah. like the story of these killers. And they're and saying stuff. Well, does she say, does
0: she say it'll be easier next time or it will be better next time? I think, I think she says easier. Yeah. Yeah. Which implies, can imply a lot of things, Yeah, which mm-hmm. means like maybe they emotionally weren't really ready for what they were yeah. going to do as well as like, Much like physically ready for the task. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah, because she yeah you know spoiler <laughs> to the end. Yeah. Well, and so they're though, saying right, that but... to
2: the youngest of the killers, right?
1: Yeah, or, well
2: I guess we don't know their age, but it, it seems like the youngest, mm-hmm. the the uh, the doll face. Yeah, doll
1: stranger. face. Yeah, played by uh, yeah Gemma um, Ward. Which
2: yeah, that could set up some weird. Like, is it a f- familial thing? Mm-hmm. Like, how, yeah. like, how is this all tied mm-hmm.
1: together? And I guess we could talk about, so maybe to kind of introduce, uh, you know, we, we've briefly, like, kind of like, glossed over the plot and stuff. Uh, like I said, so, you know, stuff starts happening. Uh, scott baby goes to run an errand, and then, you know, boom, boom, booms happen all over the, the house as they're mm. terrorizing Liv Tyler. Sounds. Yeah, um, he gets back, and then re- they bust up his car um, and then start terrorizing them from outside the windows and stuff. And then uh, the... the Scott Speedman's friend shows up, uh, Dennis shows up, Dennis. so we'll get to Dennis here in a second. <laughs> yeah, but uh, he shows Glenn. up and accidentally gets shot, and then uh, then the rest of the killers kind of show up and start terrorizing people. They take out Scott mm-hmm. first, Liv Tyler makes a run for it, and then the rest of the movie is kind of like a cat and mouse game of uh, Liv yep. Tyler trying to escape. Yeah. Ultimately, they di- They, they, they died disable again. Scott yeah. until yeah. the end, and kind of
2: trap him. Yeah. But, so he's still around. Yeah. Because there's a brief point in the middle there where you don't know.
1: Mm-hmm what's happening? if what's, he survived what happened like to him, him all. yeah mm-hmm. um, so with that being like you know the plot and everything uh, we can talk for a minute about uh, the inspiration for this movie that we kind of hinted at a minute ago mm-hmm. um, so like you mentioned before uh, Brian Bertino claims to have a couple of different inspirations for this not it's not a true story like it's it's not a like a literally true story but the events of the film do have a lot of similarities to um the uh sharon tate uh and labianca murders Mm -hmm. uh committed by the the manson family for instance right Mm -hmm. um the idea that uh so for for those that are that are uninitiated the uh uh tate labianca murders were um the murder of uh, of uh uh, sharon tate and four other people um committed by the members of, of the Manson family, uh, Charles mm-hmm. Manson's acolytes, um, and in, uh, in hopes of
2: creating a race war.
1: Yeah, the idea was <laughs> to incite a race war by by framing, uh, yeah, like the black, black Californians right? as yeah, yeah mm-hmm. as committing these uh, these atrocious murders. Um, one of the unique things about those murders is that yeah they they essentially picked a, a random group of people to go and, and murder um, there wasn't really any motive or reason behind it mm-hmm. um, who they chose which is it, it's been the inspiration for many films it shows up in um, like the Conjuring Universe movies uh, for Annabelle um, this idea I think what was so unsettling especially at, the t- at that time um, the idea that this you know it got framed as being like a satanic cult which is not really true like there was there was a little more complexity to, to what was going on with the Manson family mm-hmm. and really what we learned in the end is that Manson was just a cool dude who got way in and over his head with some too much acid and hot girls yeah. Um yeah. <laughs> yeah, pretty much uh, classic cult. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um and so what's what's cool though, yeah, so like the idea is that, you know, much like in that in in real life, uh these murderers are just are picking people at random and uh just showing up and killing them. Um Brian Bertino says that uh, he was also inspired by um something that actually happened in his childhood where when he was home alone with his little sister, uh, somebody came up and knocked on the door, uh, and he opened it and it was a woman who was like asking for somebody who wasn't there. Um, and he said, and he turned her away and then shut the door. And he found out later that this, uh, these people had been going around and looking for doors, people that weren't home to go break in and like murder people, um, or to like break into houses and stuff. Yeah. And stuff. Um, And that was just how they, yeah, how
2: they prefaced it to make sure nobody was home.
1: Yeah. Um, yeah, from an interview, he says, yeah, he says that part of the story came to me from a childhood memory. As a kid, I lived in a house on a street in the middle of nowhere. Uh, he actually grew up in Crowley, in Texas. Uh, really, yeah, like really close. We like we played them in high school whenever I was in like you know band and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, they were one of the teams that we would go play against. Like I, I grew up in uh, like Mansfield, which is another like suburb of Arlington, like r- some almost rural like suburb of Arlington, yeah. um, and Crowley is like right nearby. And so I I, and I know exactly like the area that he's talking about um, when he says you know he's like we were out there in the middle of nowhere um and so like he says one night while our parents were out somebody knocked on the front door my little sister answered it um at the door that were some people asking for somebody that didn't live there we later found out that these people were knocking on doors in the area and if no one was home they were breaking into the houses um so in the strangers the fact that someone is at home does not deter the people who have knocked on the front door it's it's the reverse um they're mm-hmm. actually like seeking out people um so there's also a very like um like a richard chase vibe to that too uh do you remember the vampire killer of Sacramento? Sacramento uh mm-hmm. fucking weird dude uh, murderer in uh from California also during the 70s who um had bipolar and like schizophrenic delusions and like paranoid schizophrenia um and he had a lot of other like psychoses and stuff but one of his mo's was he would go around just looking to see if doors were unlocked uh and if it was unlocked he saw it as a sign that he, he would, was invited. he was allowed to go in right much like a vampire uh oh and then he would, would go into houses and wow. commit atrocious murders um there's also another one that people say that the the films the, uh, the events yeah, have you read like about this the Ketty Resort mm-hmm, the Caddie Resort murders. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, it's an unsolved quadruple homicide which took place overnight um, on uh, April 11th to 12th in 1981 mm-hmm. in uh, Ketty, California.
2: A um, family on vacation mm-hmm. type of situation. Yeah, another just random super victims. unclear motive. No, mm-hmm. no, no suspects. No nothing. Complete mm-hmm. cold case. Um, I don't think Bertino ever actually said anything about Ketty. Yeah, it's but just other like, people, people extrapolating are speculating that mm-hmm. like, you yeah. know, he probably heard about that and that influenced him as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I think he... that's yeah, that's other folks Mm-hmm. speculating on
1: it but yeah he says in an interview uh i read helter sculptor when i was like 11 and that was <laughs> that was that was <laughs> where like i first a, started getting interested <laughs> in the idea of people just walking into a house that you didn't know i lived in the middle of nowhere in texas where you could call out in the middle of the night and nobody would hear you and i was like mm-hmm. yeah I, and then i learned that he was from crowley and i was like oh yeah, there's yeah that fucking... checks out yeah <laughs> <laughs> i think you i think you told me one time you drove down to kennedale or something when you were looking for that one japanese like uh oh, distillery uh, or something or vietnamese, dis- vietnamese rice distillery. liquor yeah
2: um there's some immigrants out there in Kenondale. We shout out to them because that rice liquor is really good. Mm-hmm. There's a family that moved here from Vietnam couldn't find their uh, traditional Vietnamese I'm um, just liquor. <laughs> brief brief shout out here to them because that yeah. shit is really good and they're super nice family. Uh, but it's in Kennedale. I'll try to look it up and figure yeah. out what the name is. But yeah. So they just made their own, and I—that's the only reason I've ever been to Kennedale. Yeah. I drove out there. Yeah. I ISO used to drive
1: when I was a kid, and like, there's nothing else to do but like drive around in the country and stuff. I would drive mm-hmm. out there to like Kennedale and like out further west of that. And mm-hmm. I know exactly the area he's talking about. Once you start getting to like you know the like rural Texas and stuff, and you're out towards like Rendon, and it's just there's like one house, and then you're on a country road for like another you know thirty minutes or something. There's well, yeah, that's around. what I was
0: gonna say. Was another movie that I feel like does this is. Uh, of all movies, like Scream, which yeah. is obviously another like, it feels like every house that the murders take place mm-hmm. in, it's like the only house for like a two mile square block, right. and then mm-hmm. there's another house, but yeah. it's like you can't yeah. just run outside and be like help because there's nobody mm-hmm. around. Yeah, yes. it's very
1: spaced you out. Know? Like Scott
2: Speedman mentioned, like he kind of brings this up in the movie where he's like, when things are starting to get a little weird, he's like, I haven't heard a dog, no cars have driven past, mm-hmm. like we're alone mm-hmm. out here. He he makes it very clear
1: that there's nobody coming to help them. There is. Do you you remember? There was actually. But there was a dog. There was a dog noise. Do you remember that? Right before he said that. Because that (laughs) happened. And I was like, did they hurt the fucking dog? Uh Like, I remember that. I didn't catch that the, you know, first time I watched this. One one of the strangers, like, runs
2: into, like, off the property. And then you hear a dog yelp. Yeah. And and then, like, like, five minutes later, Scott's like. That's why we have There's heard no the dog. dogs out here. That's yeah. yeah. so why we haven't heard the dog. <laughs> unfortunately, yeah. the dog isn't no killed. More. The damn dog. Um, but yeah, it's a
1: uh, yeah. It's it's very very ominous. Uh, but yeah, the, so the setup for this movie, the you know the, the the stakes and the situation. Um, it is yeah. It's like especially if you grew up in an area like that, or you know you, you know the exact scenario that this mm. is, and it's, it's that's what adds to the terror of it. Um, that it is it is just a completely random event um and And the way i mean mm
2: -hmm. yeah i can identify i mean the area that i grew up in in Mm -hmm. wisconsin like my parents home got broken into while we were out running errands one day Mm -hmm. um nobody fucking saw it yeah because there's no you can't even see
0: that like none of the neighbors could even see our house that's how far away they were well i think one of the things that the movie touches on that I, i thought about while watching the movie and then after was like what is safety yeah like what do what do we what is the 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 acceptable amount of danger that we all accept to be in at any given Mm -hmm. time. Like when you get into a car or like whether, yeah, what's your threshold that like, I think we all just try not to think about it at Mm -hmm. night, but it's like, if somebody really wants to hurt you, Mm -hmm. these two locks on your door. are Not going to stop somebody from Mm -hmm. coming in and really wanting to kill you. You Mm -hmm. know what I mean? So, it's like it's the thing that we try not to think about every day that yeah. the film just touches on it's like oh you know this could happen to you at any given time because yeah. mm-hmm.
1: in reality it, it is incredibly unlikely that anything like will ever happen to you but is yeah the, the the fear that it is operating on is is you know always that thing it's that it's that it's a survival instinct you know it's yeah. the thing in the back of your mind where you you know you're you're plotted an exit strategy you're, yeah you're imagining the scenario and it's something that your brain does to you know to to give you a chance to think mm-hmm. about like you know to feel that fight or flight response before it actually happens yeah. it's it's instinctive Which, and it's, i mean then that's yeah. a recurring thing that Mm -hmm.
2: even so far with the films we've talked about Mm -hmm. it's come up several times and it comes up a lot in horror that it's like they go to this family home that seems like a safe cozy place Mm -hmm. and what you know that's the place that they should feel the safest Mm -hmm. arguably right like it's a nice
1: little ranch home Mm -hmm.
2: um and implicitly with with cute decorations yeah rose petals everywhere like
1: yeah, and whether I don't know whether it's it's intentional or not, but yeah, the, the horror movies constantly do that, where they you know they they place these events in in uh, you know locations and sets where you there they, it seems like they would be least likely to happen or that you you think that you should feel the safest, and so mm-hmm. that subversion of of that that expectation is uh, is what makes it, it heightens it elevates the, the the scariness. Yeah, yeah. You know? um, but yeah, Liv Tyler and Scott Speedman I think do a fucking pretty good job in this movie, man. Liv Tyler is like killing it and her her terrified you know mm. like scenes um this is so 2008 uh five years after the last lord of the rings movie yeah uh, 2004 yeah so it's a hard to get out of, of my the... head when i first saw this. i movie. know I right like, this yeah is arwen. Arwen. she'll yeah. always just be arwen she is but, man yeah one yeah. of my first crushes i swear to yeah. god yeah those man like no I, I mean
2: i would argue that i crushed on her since armageddon okay because my dad loved that movie, so we we watched Armageddon a lot that's fair. growing
0: yeah. up. Okay, she definitely yeah. showed her acting chops in that movie. That was yeah. I mean, that was my first time seeing her, but I think that was like where she
1: was is like kind, of kind of a plank of wood like, in the Lord of the Rings movies because she's just like she's just there. She's to just be, supposed to
2: be like the stoic, yeah, elf, you know. Yeah, yeah. she's just there yeah, to that's to, to of... motivate.
1: Uh, Arag- Aragorn. Aragorn and stuff. Yeah, yeah. she doesn't really Which, have any <laughs> independent volition of her own. Um, yeah, it worked. Yeah, so. it worked. And it, it did. It, it, did it did worked, worked for me. And in her defense, they, they, <laughs> I mean, they beefed
0: up the role from the book. She's like a sentence in the book. Oh, so, yeah. You know, oh. I, mean, I mean, they drastically exaggerated that role for the yeah. movie. Mm-hmm. you got to like, yeah, have your romantic interest, right? Yeah, if you're
1: going to have Liv Tyler do it, you might as well. Um, but yeah, so yeah. after um, The Last Lord of the Rings movies, there's a couple of credits that she has between uh, between that and uh, this movie. She was in Jersey Girl, Lonesome Gin, um lonesome jim sorry 2005 uh rain over me in 2007 and then a movie called smother the same year in 2008 um that I, I have never seen any of those three movies actually um and uh but yeah and then we get rain over me That's yeah it's not a
2: sandler film is it uh is it i
1: i can't remember honestly i don't know there's yeah, a I've sandler
2: Cheadle film about like mm. post 9 11
1: it might be you might be right yeah, yeah i don't remember from that movie Yeah, then we get this one, and then she's been obviously a lot of stuff since then. Yeah, you're fine. No, but yeah, and then um, yeah, and this would be like. her her, the sheer like terror that she that she demonstrates on screen is is really i don't know there was i guess there was like this little uh like this gimmick that uh bertina would do where he would be like he would tell her where they were about to like bang on the walls on the set and stuff uh and be like all right it's gonna come from here but then he would have the sets the 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 crew do it like in an opposite direction to like catch her off guard and get her response uh to like Mm. uh be more realistic yeah right um, and I guess also before uh, filming any of the scenes uh, that where she was like super duper scared, they would have her go and like run laps and do jumping jacks run so she'd around be the house out of so breath and times. stuff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> so she just truly she's, exasperated. Yeah, right. The little yeah. tricks that you have to do on set to Is, make it like believable. Somebody ever mm-hmm. yeah
1: made you do that? Made you like yeah? Do you do you just like pump yourself up to like to get out of breath or to. Uh... <laughs> Um I think for scared.
0: if you've ever had to do you know like usually when you when you do an action sequence mm-hmm. of some kind like I haven't had to do many but like the ones that I've had to do mm-hmm. you have to you know they're actually broken up so you have to, you know, kind of still be out of breath. Like, yeah. kinda, so you have mm-hmm. to kind of like, you know, do jumping jacks yeah. or like for burpees real quick. quick and then just like, Okay. And then, yeah. like, you know, you kind of get back into it. Yeah.
1: Cause it, it's hard to pretend to be out of breath. Like I it is. Know. Yeah. Like it just, mm. you know, like hyperventilating for no yeah. reason. And it's an easy
0: thing you can do to yourself. Yeah. So it's like, let <laughs> do 10 burpees and you're like, all right, we're good. Yeah. yeah pretty, I have no, pretty, I have no problem getting out of breath. It's yeah, like, easy <laughs> for me. I'll take about five jumping jacks. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the fucking staircase at HG, like yeah. that fucking <laughs> that, yeah, those man. two flights
1: of stairs, just like climbing to the rooftop is uh, is enough. Like you see people fucking pre- trying. I love watching people come up that staircase and trying to pretend not to be out of breath and like you're trying to do that quiet like.
0: <laughs> and, on, yeah. On a, on a, yeah, they're on a first date and yeah. they're just like uh, trying not to sound out of shape. <laughs> like, Can I get a cucumber smashing? Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> um, yeah. And then Scott Speedman is is amazing in this movie too. Yeah. There's uh. I think yeah. They. With with how small this film is and how you know few, few characters there are, um, you know there's a lot obviously writing on on them. On those um, two specifically. Yeah, and because the the murderers don't really have to, you know, they just show up and do a little head tilt and stuff, and are basically mm-hmm. just ominous. Um, they're basically props, like yeah. until the end of the movie. Yeah, you um, said
0: the head tilt. I I wrote in one of my notes. I was like, I I couldn't stop laughing. I mean, it was first. <laughs> it's terrifying when you see um, mm-hmm. man in mask or whatever it's yeah. t- titled as, man in yeah. the mask, the first time um and i didn't realize till this time that he actually walks out because i think the first time that i saw him when i first saw it, it looked kitchen, i didn't see him walk out kitchen, so it just looks right? like he's just standing there because i think yeah. i was watching her yeah. and then i saw him and i was like oh yeah. shit i didn't see him walk out either yeah, yeah. He actually, he's was, just there all the yeah, time he was right he's just too focused on But he actually, exactly he actually, <laughs> he actually does walk out yeah right? and then i think it's so dark that i think your eyes just don't naturally focus on him yeah. so I, yeah. I think the I mean, director was which, like okay uh I think the audience is probably not going to register that you're there. I need you to, can you like creepily sway? Like, and he was like, yeah. yeah, I can do that. And so like the swing just kind of kills me. A cause wiggle. he's just like, I'm
1: so excited. I'm <laughs> yeah. a slippery little snake. I'm, <laughs> I'm a slippery little snake. <laughs> I'm, <Yeah. a> <laughs> I'm a snake. Um, I'm a snake. But that's, yeah. that's the scene. Uh, they, I, you know, uh, trailers are trailers or whatever, but that's the one that they include in the trailer too. Mm. That is so unsettling as well, yeah, where it's really like, cause it's the, with the sound design and everything too, there's so much for how loud the banging and everything is in this movie. Um, the moments that they choose to be silent are, are the creepiest where, yeah, mm-hmm. you have those moments like that one where he just appears yeah. and it's the creepiest fucking thing. Cause you're like, well,
0: what, how many times would have... I
1: not notice if there was a person standing right behind me in my own house? And then right. you just like turn and look over your shoulder real quick. Yeah. And just, just oh texture. yeah. And that's another thing. That's another thing I noted this time.
0: I was like, men in mask has the lightest footfalls of all time uh-huh. because he's he is right behind ninja. these people so many times yeah. and nobody has any idea. Like he's right he's behind there. Mikey. Yeah. Yeah. But they, right behind they him. They do use the record
2: player to Masks cover that that's and, true yeah. oh yeah they yeah. do actually because yeah. um, then at one point the record player turns off and mm-hmm. that's when Liv tyler's like standing by the she's like sitting outside the patio door mm-hmm. and then she hears him because the record stops playing yeah 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 i really that was part of my notes is i like the recurring theme of using the music that they mm-hmm. were supposedly gonna be listening to like
1: they were gonna listen to mama tried all night and they yeah. were gonna fucking bang Which, it out <laughs> yeah they were also <laughs> this has to be that's this, what his plan was he set yeah. the whole fucking thing okay, up he the did first, yeah that, uh, um, although the first song that plays uh joanna Newsom, yeah sprout in the bean by yeah. joanna newsome
2: the timing of that
1: yeah and
2: joanna newsome's voice whenever she which, says like, hey, will i go I, outside yeah, yeah in like 2008 whenever this came out i didn't like joanna Newsom. No. i was like why are you saying like that cut it out <laughs> For this scene, yeah, it's perfect. Yeah, because it's so eerie. Her that voice is the first is fucking like
1: haunted. yeah. She has a very high pitch, like almost like Coco Rosie or something. Yeah, like where yeah, it's yeah. one of those very like sh- like witchy shrill like high pitched voices and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that's the first record that plays whenever she's first getting. Uh, like, that's whenever Scott Spiedman has left to go get her cigarettes, right? Like, she yeah. runs out of cigarettes, and he's like, fine, I'll get your fucking cigarettes. Like, and uh-huh. he leaves, which is, like, an <laughs> asshole thing, like, I don't know, to make him go do, like, I guess. you
2: don't have to. I'll just sleep. Yeah. And he's and like, no. And he's no. like, no, you won't.
1: I'll go get your cigarettes. Yeah. He leaves Why the ice you... cream out <laughs> that. Okay. The whole it's, fucking the gallon whole of bluebell. The whole movie It's there the, the entire time. time. I thought it was going to get resolved at some point. I thought that was going to pay off. Like it was going to get stuck on someone's head. Man in uh, mask is going <laughs> to. Yeah. He's just casually eating, just casually like eating ice, casually ice, ice cream in the right background. In there, yeah. uh, as
0: far yeah. as last meals go. A gallon. An, of, an entire of, gallon yeah, of, of mean, ice cream. I would probably ask for a gallon of ice cream if I'm like, right, well, yeah. this is going to go to my waist because it doesn't matter. That's the easiest way to yeah.
1: gain weight. I and mean, that's what, like, I feel like that's what I hear a lot of actors doing is just, like, melting ice cream and just drinking it yeah. uh, to gain, Creaming to gain, calories. put on mass. Yeah. But that is the first scene where, yeah, he's gone away uh, and they've had the knock on the door. Um, and then she puts on the, yeah, the Joanna Newsome song. And then that's when she starts hearing, yeah, like the more banging, like looks outside the Mm -hmm. first jump scare when she pulls that curtain open and like the face is just right there. there. Yeah. That one got me again, even on like my third or fourth rewatch. Okay.
0: But that confused me Mm -hmm. because he was already inside. Yeah. Then he went back outside yeah there there's is a, a weird... couple of moments in this movie where I'm like All right, that doesn't make much sense also yeah.
1: whenever Scott Speedman shows back up it's like he gets into the house perfectly fine and he I guess he didn't see them like scurry off or something uh, like they managed to just hide perfectly so that he didn't see them yeah. as he was coming back in the house. idea that
2: they're just like kind of play it's like a cat and mouse yeah. like, they're just fucking they're playing them. a game yeah
1: in my
0: yeah. head I thought he was like you know what, I did this too fast. This doesn't feel earned. I should go back outside mm-hmm.
1: mm. yeah <laughs> they're enjoying it because <laughs> like, they the damn' he's like the damn door is open yeah like, people on. people actually compare this a lot to another movie uh, that came out around the same time with uh, Tim Roth uh, and Naomi Watts called um oh my God Game the the pfft. I'm blanking on the name of the movie now. It was also 2008. It's like something game or playful, uh, game mm-hmm. or whatever. But it's, it's it's the same premise essentially, where it's like a family's out vacationing, and then these two. We're um, like, talking about
0: the movie with Michael Pitt. Yeah, where they're all kind of wearing
1: white. Yeah, like and they look like frat kids. Like, yeah, that is, show it's up.
0: like a, It's kind of a take on. Uh, clockwork orange yeah a little it's bit. And
1: they they're they're like doing a thing where they're just terrorizing this family but they're making a game out of it yeah um and you don't know why but there's there's like a sub plot to, yeah I, I not remember whole, the name of the movie but i've seen this movie. yeah um but they, yeah there's that element to it too where they're 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 making a game out of it and it's it's this is the entertainment for them sunday scaries um yeah, yeah, it is interesting the difference between, like, the three characters. Like, obviously we get... Yeah, so Dollface the one played by Gemma Ward, who's the only, like, face that we see because mm-hmm. uh, it, she she has her mask off um, at yeah. that first scene in the movie. and then, Yeah,
2: and it's, like, very veiled
1: in mm-hmm. uh, darkness. Yeah, the other one with the mask, the other female murderer is, is credited as the, the pinup, pin-up girl. Up girl. Pinup girl. Yeah, yeah, and then the man in the mask who has no lines. He's the only one who's actually silent throughout the, the whole movie. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, that that's that's the way they play up his his scariness is yeah he's just like a he's like the shadow he's like the the uh, the figure in halloween like michael yeah, myers mm. or something
0: but well, he's like the he's the enforcer because mm-hmm. the other the two the other two yeah he's the muscle mm-hmm. you know he's the one that can be threatening mm-hmm.
1: yeah they do yeah it, talking about the playful nature of their like <laughs> there are some su- some silly moments whenever they are like scurrying off whenever they, they try to you know Scott Speedman and Liv Tyler will intermittently go outside the house as they're trying to, like... First, they check the car and find out, you know, that they've busted up the car and, like, slashed the tires and shit. Um, And they think they're going to get away in the car first, but then they pull up in the pickup truck and ram their car. Mm -hmm. Um, But then when they get out of the car, they'll be like... Was like scurrying around like the house and stuff. And just like, like, like children. Yeah, um,
2: it was like a weird game of uh ghost in the graveyard. Yeah. If you ever played that ghost in the graveyard. Yeah. You know, hold on. What is that a Midwest
0: thing? I don't
1: think uh, I've never heard of that. in like Ghost This in is the another graveyard. goddamn fucking Midwestern colloquialism. Yeah. You're going to throw up. I thought you me. were going
0: to say tag
1: or like, or like something normal. Yeah.
0: What is Please explain. Ghost in the, the graveyard.
2: graveyard is a, is a spooky version of tag slash hide and seek. So he one person, tag, tag it's a spooky version of tag
0: but it actually um, like, takes place like in a graveyard no you, you can don't only play, play it, in, play it, play in, a it oh. in a
2: graveyard but so one person like you would meet up at somebody's house or be having a sleepover or whatever, yeah yeah at, and there's like a porch with a light on yeah everybody runs and hides and then you have the the hunter the ghost oh, and then Lord. they start searching around the house like outside um trying to find people And when they find somebody, that person then yells "Ghost in the Graveyard," and everybody else tries to get back to the porch, like (laughs) without getting tagged by the the ghost. Um, That was it. Like we played that all the time growing up. Wow, I'm sure there's other like versions of this game. Now I'm thinking this is kind of like what it felt like. They're like, "Oh, ghost in the graveyard!" They all go scattering and running around the house, trying to disappear.
0: Now, I'm thinking, like, what are the cultural games that we've all played as children that are like survival tools that we can
1: use yeah, as adults right. if, like, <laughs> That's people what they actually all are. come yeah. trying to kill us? Yeah. Like, you know hide I mean? and go seek, like, ready or not. We just watched, yeah. It was, like <laughs> yeah. the idea is like, if, if your murderous family is in laws are trying to come after you, better you better find a good spot. Um, you better not be the dumb waiter. Or, uh, Sardines. Did you ever play that? uh uh-uh. As a kid? Mm-hmm. You never played Sardines? No. Sardines is another one where it's like, it, it's like, uh, hide and go seek, but, um, like reversed basically where it's like one person goes and hides and then everybody else has to go try to find them. And if you find the person that's hiding, you have to oh, get in there yeah, and hide yeah. with yeah, them. Yeah. 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 No, Until there's only before. like one person left. I played that uh, before, yeah. yeah. Weird. Weird. Anyway. So that was yeah, our, sorry no. yeah. for that ghost. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Sorry. We, we just had to find out. Yeah. There. Like, what? yeah that, I thought it was going to be way more ominous. So I'm glad well, that it, it's as innocent as a, it's as just a game. Yeah. Um, yeah, they're they're scurrying around outside. There is like the one uh, moment where you know we get our our shed scene. Uh, I guess you know obligatory slasher movie shed, shed scene. Um, mm-hmm. Liv <laughs> Tyler like rolls a fucking ankle on the way there. <laughs> whatever that happened, the, I was like, that would she, be me.
2: The one qualm that I had with that portion of the movie mm-hmm. is I don't need to see her crawling around for like she was the crawling rest of the movie. for a long yeah. time. like I get it like just hobble get it's up like a they, were, they the were really
1: committed to the continuity of her not being able to use that ankle yeah, yeah so right. she's like she's like skirt like shovel sh- like shuffling on her knees, knees yeah. yeah,
2: like pulling herself on the grass yeah, yeah it's just, like come on girl. it is a yeah.
1: it's I guess you know as a plot device it is a way to just get the the main final girl character to be con- in that you know the distressed situation where it's like you're reaching mm-hmm. up from the ground or like cl- yeah climbing over stuff like way. yeah because it puts you in the uh, the scenario where you can then give that kind of performance which is mm-hmm. obligatory and all that's the the running joke of you know like any like joke about horror movies where it's like everybody trips and falls over themselves whenever a slow ass serial killer is just walking behind them at a leisurely mm-hmm. pace yeah. um but that i at the same time though in the dark i would have definitely probably rolled an ankle too i i've done that so many times and i know that would have been me yeah. i've been down for the count i mean there was like a ditch there or something yeah it's, a, it's fair yeah in that um,
2: situation i'd probably do the same thing.
1: yeah but she makes it to the shed uh tries to radio somebody and then does just knows how to work a ham radio yeah that was a random ham radio too that is also just hooked <laughs> up to the police department or something they're on the same fucking channel yeah um, yeah that gets smashed a bit so pretty quickly and <laughs> then that's pretty much the
0: well because their their battery their their cell phones get the batteries removed yeah which really was dates plot the film, point too. yeah you know the, the, the flip phones yeah <laughs> yeah iphone hadn't just come out yet yeah, it, it, so, this it is like, a
1: very interesting transitional period too, where they did. She did use a landline at one moment. Oh um, yeah, she, she does. Yeah, she called him after yeah, he was phone away. Dead. Yeah.
0: Okay. The, yeah, yeah. Okay. I was curious about that. So when she's like, "Hello," she's talking to him, uh-huh. and then there's that click. Mm-hmm. Is that the landline being cut, or is he actually just hanging up on? Him? <laughs> So I thought I was like, I was like, I was like, what a dick. I thought I, at first both. I thought that, then I was like, wait a minute. Or yeah.
2: did the landline get cut? I yeah. thought I both of those things. But then really? when she goes back and tries to use the phone again, she tries to use it and she can't get a dial. Tone. Yeah. 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 So, yeah okay. Cause I must've okay. cut it. But at first I was like, damn, yeah. You just like, thought he was being, a, you, he's like, I got your
1: fucking cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> stop calling me. Yeah. That's what, that's what I thought happened at first. That's, I was like, that's damn. a much better interpretation of that scene. <laughs> yeah. and I, I fucking love that. Yeah. Um, yeah, because that 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 is one of the biggest yeah one of the the main uh, dilemmas that they deal with initially is the fact that the guy who's the masked man who snuck in took the battery out of her phone or stole her phone yeah uh, and then later like unplugs his it. from the charger or something yeah I yeah, think yeah, she, yeah he
2: took the battery out of his Jamie's phone. phone right yeah yeah, yeah. And threw and her took... phone in the fire yeah, yeah. they yeah. Her cut phone. and show the oh fr- that's right the phone burning yeah. in the fire oh yeah
1: that's right because <laughs> there are cell phones but you got to get rid of those if we got to have a slasher movie yeah make sure gotta, that, yeah yeah makes it too easy way to call for help. Um. Yeah, that's. I don't know. It's always funny to see different ways that you know, especially newer movies, try to solve that problem of like, oh, we're all one hundred percent connected to everybody one hundred percent of the time. So it's really hard to like yeah it's like i feel like or, it would be yeah.
0: so much harder to have like a believable slasher film now because everybody's got like mm-hmm. ring cameras mm-hmm. and everybody's got their cell phones that like everybody has mm-hmm. their location now and mm-hmm. it's like yeah. 5g man, network is you know. very widespread yeah mm-hmm. exactly like, it's, you're, it's, if, you're, if you're, you're out there real.
1: plotting to kill somebody
0: it, you got so many more steps to go
1: through it's, it's a lot it's hard to kill people these days but yeah, uh, yeah. it uh it, they it is funny watching people watching films go through the problem of like of, of trying to fix that of like eliminating those stakes by like fucking up the Wi-Fi network or something or like you're in a place that you don't get service and you're like ah well I yeah. have I have Verizon. I don't know what's yeah. going on. You just gotta have a
0: techie <laughs> on your side. Yeah. yeah you got you to involve a techie somehow in your murder, and then it's yeah. like, okay, cool, you're
1: good. Or just don't go places where you don't have service. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Or there too. I, I can't guys. wait to see. What I'm excited for is to see. Um. I mean, it's terrifying because it's it, this is a real problem that's been happening in real life. But the idea of like the uh, Apple AirTags being used, where it's like oh, people yeah. were like oh. attaching them to like girls' cars. cars and like following them and shit. Yeah. Um. Which is terrifying. Like it's mm-hmm. absolutely like scary. And that's yeah. that's they've I haven't they like pulled back now or like discontinued those for that exact reason i would yeah. hope so yeah um but it'll be interesting to see that used in a horror movie mm-hmm. where you know some killer is like hiding it under somebody's you know tailpipe or something and mm-hmm. then following them um i'm sure i'm sure it's probably been done already yeah. i wonder if or i'm like interested hacking to see a ring camera stream or yeah something like that you know like mm-hmm.
2: getting access to their networks so mm-hmm. like, or their nest can watch their ring camera or something yeah. like that yeah i wonder also if uh, up
0: now.
1: Yeah, pitch I got your first 30 pages right here. <laughs> well, as far as, I mean, we're kind of talking about like technical stuff.
0: Um, I thought one of the things that really stood out to me in this movie that I loved was, I, I thought, I wrote this section in my notes, I was like, the lighting designer mm-hmm. and the sound designer should have won an Oscar, you know, because mm-hmm. they I, mean, I thought that like the the tone of the movie is mm-hmm. like as much of a technical achievement as it is really set up by the actors and the director yeah. really. Yeah. I mean, they just did a really, really good job of the of the atmosphere being exactly what it needed to be. And like just like the bangs on the door, mm-hmm. like progressively like crescendoing everything. Yeah, hit. it's incredibly
1: unsettling. it's yeah. distressing. And what, yeah. what adds to that is the fact that there there are no steady shots in this movie. Yeah. Um everything is shot on handheld or yeah, on a, or a on a handheld steady cam. Mm-hmm. Um so the the entire movie is a slight wiggle mm-hmm, to, to, to everything. everything yeah, as is, if as if like yeah. you, the the camera is a character or one of the murderers like, you know, looking yeah, at people there's a rain It's
2: shot through the woods of mm-hmm. the trees of Liv like running mm-hmm. away. It has that slight like yeah. unbalanced where yeah. you're like, like you're is looking this at, it, through the is this eyes of a POV of, or mm-hmm. is this just how it's yeah, shot Yeah you never mm-hmm. know
1: yeah. Yeah. And I, I like that. I think, you know, and it was obviously, it, this is 2008. It was pretty, trend- I feel like that was pretty trendy at the time. Um, mm-hmm. After the Blair, Blair Witch Project, um, <laughs> yeah. at the turn of the millennia, everybody was kind of like trying to chase that pipe dream again. Yeah. And they were try- like trying to emulate yeah. that. Made famous um, by
0: the, the the
1: Jason Bourne movies. Yeah. God. So much. Because yeah, to, to, to their detriment. <laughs> yeah. There's a, I mean, in this movie, but yeah, it's not, it's not um, distracting in this movie though. I think this is an example of a film that actually achieves, um, the, the use of that without it taking away from the, it doesn't take you out of the movie it no. does it, it elevates it by like yeah like you said mm-hmm. placing you maybe in the POV of, of one of the killers yeah um yeah, because I mean, this is not an expensive movie. It's you know, no. like one location nine, essentially, nine million. 9 million. Yeah, um, in two thousand eight, uh, and it fucking yeah, it gank, made its money back. It made eighty two million dollars. Yeah, yeah it, it did fucking gangbusters. Yeah. We'll talk about the box office for that week here in a second. Um, I feel like
0: all three movies that i have been here and talked about with you guys mm-hmm. have, have all been like movies that have been made very cheaply, mm-hmm. but like are still very effective movies mm-hmm. and, it's and, it, and genre. To, and to me, it's like you know, what does that say about when you give a team of people. A lot less to work with; mm-hmm. they have to be more creative. Yeah,
1: you know, or it, it's also you know we've talked about this time and time again. Especially you know starting with with Evil Dead and Sam Raimi, you know that is um, oh, horror. Horror is such a, uh, a conducive genre to to early filmmakers because you can you can get so much done with very little money. Um, so so many filmmakers cut their teeth make, make, making horror movies uh, and then graduate to bigger and better things. But horror is such a forgiving um, place where you know if you have a shoestring budget, you can still tell a terrifying story yeah um, mm. i spec. i feel like especially within particularly within the, the slasher subgenre where it's like you know you don't have to worry about special effects to do a ghost or some weird you know demonic thing like it's literally just real people yeah. doing just a guy evil, guy. Or, evil or, things yeah, yeah, yeah. Or a group of people doing scary evil things yeah um which yeah for the yeah for the even within the cheap movies that are, that horror um allows for because yeah, i can't uh,
2: imagine i'm trying to think about like as far as special effects and makeup goes, there's not much in this film because there's not really much gore.
1: Yeah, the only... I mean,
2: you get... Mikey getting shot. Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, let's talk about Mikey for a second. Yeah, that's that's the big one. So <laughs> fucking Dennis yeah. shows up. Yeah. This scene is gut-wrenching, though. I feel like yeah. it is. It, it definitely, yeah. you know... Because you
2: see... I mean, I knew it was coming.
1: Yeah. It, it had to the happen The setup that way. for it.
2: The, but then you wonder, because Man in the Mask shows up, too. Yeah. And you're like, how is this going to go down? Yeah. Is it going to destroy Jamie's character? Mm-hmm. Or are the killers going to
1: get Yeah, because they set it up, you know, and they set it up and it pays off like perfectly well because it's like at the beginning of the movie whenever they're going through their, you know, their issue with their relationship and the failed proposal, he's like, he's like, he's going to fucking bounce Mm because, which is weird, you know, you're like, dude, chill. But he has to set up the idea of Mikey coming to pick him up because he's going to leave the car. Mm -hmm. Um, So he gives him a call at the beginning of the movie and we know that Mikey's going to show up at some point. Uh, So random dennis shows up uh so den i, I keep saying dennis but it's, it's glenn howerton glenn, from yeah. who plays dennis and it's always sunny in philadelphia which have you have you seen anything else besides it's always sunny that he's been in i i haven't i looked at some of his credits and stuff and it's a bunch of tv and some other some he has little features. pockets of
0: things that he appears yeah. in but that's uh, it's sunny is obviously the thing yeah that his known his here. most yeah most yeah. famous role had that started shooting while the, while this was actually eight uh you had it oh my gosh i don't think so no, I mean it's one of the longest running 20, TV shows now at this point. I, thought, I feel like 2011
1: is when yeah, the half, first season. Yeah, because this would have been right.
0: a really weird choice if you're if like it's sunny and it's always sunny in Philadelphia had taken off.
1: Yeah, I feel like this would
0: be a really weird choice. Yeah. to do as an actor. Yeah, <laughs> he doesn't second. have Who a big role, hard but hard it's it. a very
1: important scene. So yeah, uh, Dennis 2005. shows 2005. Really? It's always sunny so started. I, okay, yeah. so yeah, he was people still. But, doing but I feel like it didn't gain traction until like the third season. It didn't gain traction until a few seasons in.
2: So he was probably still looking for some other stuff.
1: Danny DeVito time, yeah. didn't come on till the second season, right? Um, I, I thought, thought he came on, sure. I thought he was at the very at the beginning. Very, yeah, I yeah, thought there was so at least like a, a little, like a few episodes where he wasn't I, in I thought
0: I read an article where they were talking about like he was always a like pilot. a pipe dream, right? but he read the script and fell in love with it. and was like, yeah. and yeah. then they are like, what?
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because he's, he's the main like Part of that show, yeah, that, yeah like, exactly. brings everything to it. But yeah, like uh, so, they set that up at the beginning of the movie where we know that Mikey's going to show up. So uh, as they've, we, we get into like the second act and stuff, and we think that they they've kind of obtained some level of like volition where they have, you know, they've got the the, the shotgun and they have blown a hole in the door, um, possibly injuring one of the uh, one of the killers. There yeah. was that really great. Um, the shining moment there was a jack torrance moment the when they were chopping the door. the door with the axe yeah. i was like nice good amash uh but then so they're hiding out in one of the bedrooms uh and waiting for one of the killers to appear in the doorway so they can blast them mm. so, uh, start blasting uh yeah, I, I actually wrote a note about
0: the the shotgun and because he actually says there's like a line they have like a, a oh he yeah, had a the little look, exchange when he doesn't yeah, know how to load it yeah yeah well he, it says uh my my, my note says lied about hunting with dad pathological liar the relationship being in trouble is starting to make a lot of sense yeah, yeah.
1: you're like I could see why this is not going <laughs> yeah, the right proposed, way yeah. but you had yeah. told
2: these lies about like using guns like did that help you land yeah you know, like, she why, says why he's her... like they,
1: they find the gun and they get the shotgun shells and he's like trying to load it. he's like I don't even, I don't know how to use this thing I don't even know if th- I know how to load it and uh-huh. she's like I thought you said you always went you went hunting with your dad and he's like it was just something I said <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> like, that's such a good way to like get out of a lie <laughs> yeah. like, that's just something I said like, sure. don't worry about it (laughs) She's like you tell me now yeah uh but they're hiding out in that bedroom waiting for one of the killers to appear so they can start blasting uh but yeah uh fucking dennis has showed up so we get the shots of dennis like entering the home uh and he's like trying to figure out what the fuck is going on because there's obviously been some commotion uh and he's like creep he's like slowly walking down the hallway uh and we see the masked uh killer behind him him. uh, with the fucking hatchet yep uh and then he he crosses the threshold of that doorway and and, and for a guy fucking...
2: who lied about hunting, yeah, he gets an immediate headshot kill. Fucking yeah, he <laughs> <Yeah. like it laughs> blows his brains out, dude. Like, like that. Like <sighs> oh, I don't even know how to fucking use this. Yeah,
0: didn't even get one syllable out, and oh, already no, just your face gone. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. He fucking he obliterated Dennis. Uh, and yeah, that man, that that moment too. It's like because it. One of the one of the criticisms of this movie that I think is is valid is that uh, it, it kind of loses steam about like forty minutes in, um, but not until like after this moment. And I think mm-hmm. this is this is a point where the the, the uh, momentum of the movie is still carrying it forward because this escalates things, um, where they're not only dealing with the killers now, but like it it's just such a transgression. Yeah, they and the way they react to it too is this so heart wrenching. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, because uh, once he realizes he's like he didn't have a mask on. I don't know. Why, didn't he have why, a mask the, on? why the fuck didn't he have a mask yeah, on? yeah and he so he
2: realizes it's not
1: as they're realizing
2: that it's it was fucking mikey and he's like yelling at Kristen to not he's like look, don't look yeah don't go out there yeah.
0: yeah and there's also you know uh i loved i don't know it was one of the scenes that i just like couldn't t- like turn my eyes away from where like it's his face walking down the hallway yeah i mean glenn howerton's a really great actor he's mm-hmm. a great improvisation. underrated. It's like, yeah yeah, yeah. For sure and he's uh just like he has this like look on his face where he's like about to turn around. Like he kind of yeah. hears something and you think like, oh my God. Because so behind him you see the mass killer
1: like about to fucking slash him in the head with that hat. Yeah, yeah, yeah.
0: But then he kind of decides not to and that's right when he gets shot in the head. Yeah. And it was like, whoa. Um, God, that was yeah. like, that was actually intense. Yeah, that was well yeah, They teed
2: up both of the options there. Yeah, mm-hmm. they so really. Because like, when yeah. you first enter the house, you know they're hiding out in the bedroom. You're like, yeah, he might. They're going to shoot him. Yeah, but then you, the, they bring the killer in, and they're just teetering on the edge. Of like yeah, which who's movie. gonna get him? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, and that's when that's when Mama Tried is playing. That's yeah. why he doesn't hear the, the killer because Mama Tried is just blasting. On yeah, fucking like
1: Merle Haggard just fucking yeah. blasting in the background. Which, this
2: has to be, it has to be an Easter egg. Somebody knew this. It maybe Merle it may... Haggard's full band is Merle Haggard and the Strangers.
1: Oh yeah, so like yeah, yeah. Somebody, That was. That has to be point. I mean, Bertino's right. a good old Texas boy. Yeah. He might, you know. That has to be a, yeah. a purposeful thing. Yeah. That's but a, I
2: thought that was a cool... I was like, oh, okay, I see.
1: Yeah. But we, we jumped on this topic oh. of, uh, of Dennis uh, because of um, special effects, and that is the one, like, real special effect, really, is just yeah, yeah, it's the really prosthetic the only, makeup for him. It's the only
2: gore that's shown, really, in mm-hmm. movies. There's...
1: Yeah, they... they like, I mean, so, like, the walls are painted with blood at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, but there's uh, no, like, body gore. Yeah, until the very end, whenever they're strapped into the chairs, yeah. uh, and then but they are that, slowly stabbed slowly stab, but yeah. you don't like see you that see yeah you see the f- it. yeah it's kind of like off screen like barely pl- goes in yeah but,
2: yeah it's not mm-hmm. it's not super in the forefront yeah of scenes. and
1: there are, so there are like there are two I think that the two criticisms of this movie, which are give it, it's completely unjustified, like bad rankings on like, you know, like, like I said, that Roger Ebert review gave it like one and a half stars out of five, um, Gosh, which really? is fucking harsh. Right. Wow. Um, and it's, it's weird though. Cause when you read his review of it, uh, he doesn't, he's like, we can tell that this guy can direct, like, it's not a, a badly directed movie. Uh, the performances are good. Um, his criticism was that the, the ending was like too nihilistic and like, you know, and grim. Which oh, I'm, yeah, I'm like that doesn't make <laughs> it a bad movie. Yeah. Uh, I think it achieves what it's set out to do, and it yeah. tells you what's going to happen at the beginning, at the top of the movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so that, I I don't know that that was a weird criticism. Uh, the other one that I think is a little bit more valid, um, I think this shows up in like a Guardian review and some other ones, which is is the the pacing issue. There is there's, there's yeah. a little bit of drawn outedness, and like I said, about like 40 minutes in. Um, after Mikey. Yeah, after Mikey. It's just like the
2: cat and mouse thing. Yeah, they're it, just running around, uh-huh. running around. They just need to get a different location,
1: and they're just kind of, like, drawing it out a little bit, Um, which is fine, you know, it's fine, but, like, I'm still with the movie, and I think especially on a first watch, like, on a rewatch, it it kind of drags and stuff, but, like, on a first watch, like, the suspense, I think it maintains. Um, Yeah, I was, mm -hmm.
2: yeah, and it's, it's like, the, I noted that it's very, it's dark enough, too, that Mm -hmm. you never know, like, lighting-wise, kind of what you mentioned earlier, Um, once the power gets cut and all the lights are going out, like, you... I really had no fucking clue when anything was going to happen because right. it was so dark. Yeah, so it suspended that like um, idea that even though it was, it did kind of drag on. I felt like something could happen at any point
0: yeah which so you're still ma- it's it still very suspenseful yeah it mm-hmm. yeah.
1: maintained your yeah. interest yeah yeah and the, like but, but to be fair yeah the ending of this movie is pretty fucking grim um it is. and it's yeah. Uh, yeah so they get like they get uh tied up in those chairs and stuff and then just mm-hmm. like slowly stabbed and then like the, the they all take turns stabbing. yeah them. and it's like, a very it's somewhat ritualistic, ritualistic uh right. which i think yeah is a you know a reference to whichever inspiration you know you, you can choose to decide this movie mm-hmm. is based on um but then, yeah, like the they they cut away as as you know, and you hear Liv Tyler's like screams in the background, and it's like broad daylight and stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they fucking like drive off in their Ford, and then they stop and like you know say hi to the Mormon kids who are on their way to discover the grizzly scene of the crime. And kind of get a pamphlet <laughs> yeah. from them. They get a, a, a uh, says, living through Christ or something a living with faith pamphlet. Yeah, Christian, he says Christian living. Yeah, he says, uh, "Are you a sinner?" And yes, she says, "Sometimes." sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, damn. There's yeah. yeah. That, as in, they only
0: do this and they're off Some time. Yeah, it's, yeah. You know, on it's, the it's weekends. a hobby. Yeah, only on yeah. Tuesdays and the weekends. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh,
1: and they drive off, and then we get that line where she says, yeah, it'll be easier next time. Does mm-hmm. uh, she see it better? Now I'm questioning myself, because you, yeah, you, you said... Maybe she does say better.
0: I hope it's easier because yeah. that because
1: that, that implies so many things. It does, and that's what mm-hmm. I'm saying. Yeah, when I said earlier, like we, we get little nuggets of development for the the killers that I think it provide just enough of like interesting complexity that uh, you know really adds to the their their presence rather than just being sort of like shadowy, you know, yeah, figures sure. that, that kill people. Um, yeah. well, also, while
2: like, while while it is interesting and spooky to to think that there is no motive, mm-hmm you have to give a touch of something.
1: Yeah. Otherwise it's just, there's, I, don't know, I think that gets developed in also in, in the sequel to this, which I have not seen. Um, they made a sequel. There's a, uh, pray at night, the strangers pray at night, uh, which mm-hmm. came out in 2018. Uh, um, Christina Hendricks. Mm-hmm. The- yeah. Uh, I have, like I the said, I have not seen that one, them. but it, it does include, uh, was the the actor of Wayne uh, that plays Wayne in X? I can't remember. We, we talked about him earlier, but he's in that sequel. Uh, we up real quick. Yeah, the New Zealand actor uh, who played Wayne in, in the, the new release that we just watched, and he, he's fucking awesome. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, this movie, like, it, it it was received, I don't know, like, critically, like I said, the reviews that we pull up uh, for this movie are, are pretty harsh on it, which is weird to me, um, and I wonder if how much of that is because of the ending. What's his name?
0: uh martin henderson
1: that's what it was mm-hmm. yeah he has a new zealand actor um who does a southern accent really well he I, does. Mean, I guess new zealanders can do that sam neill pulls it off i really actually i'm now
0: shocked to hear that he was from new zealand because yeah. everything i've ever seen him he's either played american or yeah you know, yeah and does. you just watched
1: x recently right and he's yeah he, he is not matthew mcconaughey but he is in that movie and you yeah. swear to god that it is for a second yeah um, yeah for a hot second yeah he looks good in whitey tidies too man like he's yeah, he pulls it <laughs> yeah. off um yeah the, the reception of this movie is weird uh but it didn't do terrible uh it actually we'll talk about that in a second of the box office but uh, there's also a weird apparently like so, um, a lot of theaters uh, in the u.s uh when this was first released were sent uh, faulty reels of the movie so they had a bunch uh of static yeah there was like periods of the movie that were just completely silent or just had static uh and nobody knew if that was intentional or not but it was like an error in just like the ones the reels that, that got distributed Um uh, which
0: ironically sounds more creepy i bet it worked right in its i bet that watching yeah.
1: that that viewing experience was fucking terrifying yeah uh, seriously but uh but yeah like as far as it, the opening weekend so this is uh, the week of may 30th in 2008 um at the same time uh, this this comes in third in its opening week um, behind uh, the first movie is the uh, the Sex and the City movie <laughs> uh, yeah this is yeah, May 30 yeah the week of May 30th in 2008 uh, it's the <laughs> opening weekend for that for the Sex and the City movie which mm-hmm. uh, kind of blows it out um, yeah. it was the uh, in second place was Indiana Jones and the Crystal Skull um, Shia LaBeouf and mm-hmm. uh, Harrison oh, yeah. Ford <laughs> yeah that, those are two tough find movies to battling against yeah to, like early man. summer uh, which was in its second week uh, so the Strangers comes in at third uh, third place in its mm-hmm. opening week which
2: Indiana Jones was a given like it yeah
1: it's you know a a, a cult franchise mm-hmm. and a, a rehashed or a, a sequel to a cult franchise yeah um and then fourth was uh this was when iron man was out so iron man was in its uh in its fourth week but still oh, in man. fourth place uh making shitload of money obviously yeah uh and the fifth was a uh, chronicles of narnia uh in its second hmm. week remember that movie yeah i forgot the like
0: was it lying the witch in the wardrobe
1: yeah it, the first right yeah, the first one. The first yeah. one? Yeah, they were trying to uh you know, High Fantasy was was trying to figure out what to do after the end of the Lord of the Rings. Right. Uh, yeah movies yeah, yeah. and stuff. And I remember at that time too thinking, like, being really excited for that, but those movies never really never really went anywhere. I don't really. no, not really. Yeah, not they didn't, the they didn't hit us hard. They um, did give
0: us James mcavoy though. Yeah. That's where he was basically discovered. So Yeah, that's Mr. Tumnus. I forgot yeah, about was, that. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. Mr. <laughs> uh
1: But all in all, yeah, so it's uh, in that in that opening weekend, it did $23 million, but then would go on to make, um, ultimately, $80 million, so pretty good. I mean, for a fucking $9 million horror movie. Mm-hmm. Um, it, a directorial I, debate, exact, debut. Exactly. Yeah, like, yeah. fucking awesome. Like, I, I wonder how much of that was was because of, like, Liv Tyler. Um, I feel like she definitely was a, good, was a big selling point for this movie, yeah, for sure. um, especially in the way it was marketed. Uh, yeah. Like, we talked about that trailer, man. It, it, the trailer itself, I think, was much more, t- like, you know, sets up the the this movie so well, yeah, um,
0: well, I mean, it's one of the things we've talked about in here a couple of times. I mean, mm-hmm. if you have a great horror movie on your hands, like, it's such a dedicated community mm-hmm. that like word of mouth will eventually spread and the yeah. movie can still do very well either like in later weeks of it showing mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. DVD or mm-hmm. like whatever it was about, you know, like streaming, whatever, but Red mm-hmm. box. yeah, something yeah. like that. But <laughs> yeah. it'll, it'll, it'll catch on as long as the community catches on. Yeah. To, this is
1: know. a really interesting point that, uh, I think when we did the episode on the black phone, uh, Daniel talked about this too. Like horror does have a unique relationship with its marketing. Um, yeah. and his point was that, you know, horror fans tend to, uh, over or under hype movies a bit too much. Um, but I think when it, it, this is a good example of where the marketing and the relationship between the marketing and the movie itself paid off a lot, um, the the trailer and advertisements for this movie t- give you, tell you exactly what you're in for and give you just enough of like the super unsettling nature of this, this home invasion movie mm-hmm. um, to, to entice audiences. And I think when you go to see it, you get, you know, get what you pay for. For um, sure. Yeah, all in yeah. all, a like I said, a, a pretty scary movie. I was excited. I'm excited this was your first time watching it. Yeah. I didn't know that I, you hadn't seen it I would 24. definitely
2: recommend it to everybody mm-hmm. for a first watch if they haven't mm-hmm. had a first watch of it.
1: Yeah, um, and I think it's a good entry, a, a, a good uh, uh, appetizer for uh, for our slasher series. Uh, this one is like, yeah, it's a good, somewhat modern uh, slasher. It's weird to say 2008 is a as a modern yeah, like, but in the grand timeline, yeah, yeah, especially with the other movies modern. we're going to be talking about uh, the series. Um, yeah, I I liked it a lot. I think it's pretty scary, even on a rewatch. Yeah, if you watch this at night and you're you're home alone, uh, you yeah. can be looking over your shoulder. And, yeah. Uh, and
2: after watching it, because I watched it this morning, uh-huh. uh, I tried to close my blinds as much as possible, um, but obviously there was still like sunlight coming in and stuff. And I don't have like the greatest TV. Um, I wish I would have seen it in theaters because it is so dark. Yeah, that's um, true. I think it would have been because there were certain scenes like with the light coming through the windows Mm -hmm. and I could barely see what was going on. Mm -hmm. So take that into account if you're going to watch for sure. Yeah, you know, maybe watch it at night. Yeah, but also maybe don't do that. Um, you know, blackout oh. curtains or something. Yeah,
0: like that. yeah. One of my notes I wrote was scared to walk into my dark bathroom for a bathroom <laughs> break. <laughs> Exhibit A of why this movie is so effective. Yeah, it is <laughs> pissed my pants before yeah. I hit the light
1: yeah. switch. That's <laughs> always one of my like yeah. scariest. Is like uh, you you know you scare yourself into like a little frenzy by imagining that there's like you know the window that you're facing away from that there's there's somebody looking through it, uh, and I think yeah, that, that's the fear that this movie operates on.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and they they actually do that intentionally so mm-hmm. many times in the movie there's just dark doorways because mm-hmm. they give you they give you his face one time in one of the doorways and the rest of the movie you're looking at the dark doorway like mm-hmm. is there somebody in there mm-hmm. and how many times have you been home alone where you just kind of are like looking at that dark yeah. door. Like, dark. <laughs> I know nobody's in there, <laughs> but... but, and then like, and then you maybe even like see like a little something move and like, you're just like, Oh you can my convince God. Hell no. Yeah. Know? Yeah. There's
1: those trees like, out front. Uh, Harris, she got home last night and like those trees out front, like that they just cut all of our branches and stuff. And now mm-hmm. they're this weird, like ob, like obtuse shape of, 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 uh, stumps and uh in the dark with the street lamp behind it it looks like the figure of somebody standing there and it's it's kind of unsettling <laughs> um yeah so that's oh strangers my. guys it's a like i said it's a fucking i i, I really like this movie yeah. uh it's, it's a it's a great fucking movie and yeah uh bertino hasn't gone on to direct like very much else honestly like his catalog is pretty small um exactly. he's only got like four directing credits or something blackwood's um,
2: daughter i think was probably the the largest project that he did
1: yeah after this yeah mockingbird 2014. 2014 the monster in 2016 so these are his directing credits and mm-hmm. then uh the, this new one which is on shutter that i actually do want to check out it's called the dark and the wicked it came out in 2020 um mm-hmm. is one of his as well uh and i think that's that's streaming on shutter which if you don't have shutter you absolutely should get that it's it's one of the the better uh streaming services and it's oriented specifically around horror movies um it's really great uh, yeah Have you guys uh, You guys seen any other movies lately Or TV shows That you hated Or fucking loved uh,
0: I have one that I just started It's called Blackbird And it's on mm. Apple TV Plus And it's uh, It started Taron Edgerton, The guy that did uh, oh, yeah. That did uh, What's his Kings name Kingsman Kingsman yeah, yeah that was the first thing that he did or not the first thing that he did but that, that was, was a first thing sort of he, yeah. he did but uh, he did the biopic about Elton John That's right, Elton yeah John. Yeah, Man. yeah so mm-hmm. he's yeah he's a good he's a good little actor and um, the show is basically about a guy who gets put in prison he kind of gets a bad deal and ends up getting sentenced to like 20 years in prison or like at least 10 for like mm. a, just a bad drug thing that goes wrong that mm-hmm. he gets involved in And, uh, but he's a really charming guy and and, like the FBI kind of latches onto that somehow. And they basically, there's a, there's a serial killer that's about to get out of prison unless they can basically attach him to two other murders. And they say we'll let you out of prison early if you can uh, get the confession from this guy for the two other for the two other murders, so that we can put him away forever. Uh, Otherwise, he's going to get out and probably kind do of it a, and a continue. Of the Lambs, like, yeah, kind of type thing. And yeah. it's honestly like you know for a, a, a premise that's pretty familiar. It's a really good show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I really like it. Or maybe yeah. Yeah, maybe I just like that premise. Yeah, shades it's a good of show. Uh,
1: shades of like a like Barton Fink or uh, yeah. The Night of with yeah uh, Riz on it. Man, that was a, oh, another big that, yeah. That, yeah great show. Yeah. It That's it a, definitely
0: has a night of vibes. Yeah, I'd say. another cool. sh- anything Riz on that is yeah. sh- in,
1: man. Yeah, um, but cool. Yeah, Blackbird. Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. it's good. Good recommend.
0: Um,
2: I don't have anything since the last time that we. Recorded. I know we, we've
1: been we've been kind of like stacking recording, but, so I feel like we're running out of stuff. Yeah, I'll give a shout
2: out. Not a movie shout out. Not a show shout out. I have some friends back in Milwaukee that formed a new band together. Oh, is this Josh's new thing? Yeah, Josh's new band. Um, they're called OK Omen. Uh, oh, yeah, great you can name. Find them on Instagram, okay, underscore, omen They just released their first single. Um, they've got, I think, enough tracks for an EP that should be coming soon. It's not quite on Spotify yet, but it will be soon. But if you go on Instagram, okay, underscore, omen in their reels, the full music video is up. If you're a fan of like post hard, the lighter side of post hardcore, like pianos become the teeth-ish kind of stuff with hmm. like a really chunky uh, bass tone. Go listen to that. It's really cool. They're oh, all yeah. my, they're all good friends um that so that's my shout out this week nice
1: yeah now yeah, i saw him post about that i'm, ex- I'm excited to, to listen to that mm-hmm. um i have one recommend actually from a, a like i said i'm gonna bring back an older movie because we were talking about um i don't know how we got on the topic we were talking about andrew dominic and stuff oh uh, yeah and we talked about uh the assassination of jesse james by the coward robert ford yeah which is a i've yeah, that movie is is one of the most beautiful movies i have ever seen it um, is i think that, i rewatched really that recently that's too, actually.
0: actually uh that's well, my favorite cinematographer—that's uh, Roger Deakins. Yeah, it is, yeah. yeah so, big I mean, Deakins, that's, man. That's one of his opus big films. But energy. He, yeah. he, big He, big, he big ironically energy. didn't win for that movie. Uh, yeah,
1: I can't. So I can't remember when that came out, uh, and probably and what else was being released at that time. But yeah, Roger Deakins famously does—you um, know—all cinematography for the Coen Brothers and stuff. Yeah. And he, man, he is—he just knocks it out. Yeah, that—it's it's a beautiful movie, and you've never seen Brad Pitt be more menacing. Yes. Um, and it's just, yeah, with Casey Affleck too being his wormy, gross little self, and yeah. he just plays Every, that character perfectly. Everybody in that movie is so yeah. good.
0: Everybody's so good, and yeah. you gotta if you just love really good character development, that's why that movie is so good. Yeah, yeah.
1: and I think yeah, because I remember when when I first saw that movie, I had like I said, I had never seen Brad Pitt be scary. But the stoic, just quiet, like, fury of the way he plays Jesse James in oh, that yeah. movie is just so fucking, you can sink your teeth into it. And then um,
0: Sam Rockwell just being yes! the, the amazing actor Rockwell. that he is. Low-key, you know? one of my,
1: my, maybe my favorite actor of all time. He's I love the, watching that man dance. Yeah, he's in, he's in probably he's in. my top five. Yeah. He's, he's just incredible. Yeah, Moon uh, of his oh, is, yeah. like, Moon's one of my, my favorite, favorite movies. Of his work. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, he's a fucking badass. Uh, but yeah, assassination of uh, Jesse James by the coward Robert Ford. It is, it is a bit of a. Sl- I will say, it's kind of a slog. Like I, I rec- like kind of warn that it's. Uh, it, it's like an over three hour long movie, uh, and it, it's a very uh, meditative movie. Andrew Dominik ha- likes having. Um, i don't know like long shots of like flowing fields of corn and grass and stuff so yeah he prepare for that maybe yeah maybe take an edible one and, and sit through that one or something <laughs> it's a good one to take uh, an edible too. yeah i think it is uh but yeah those are our recommendations so uh this week we watched the strangers um for the beginning of our series on slashers but there is a bit of an important new release coming out that we are definitely going to be watching this week and doing an episode on next week mm-hmm. uh you have any idea what that is nope nope <laughs> I was gonna try to, nope you teed that one right up yep yeah. uh it's nope yeah jordan peele's brand new movie is releasing this week uh on the 22nd uh so we're going to be going and seeing that in theaters uh and then recording an episode this weekend for y'all to enjoy um so go watch that and check it out i don't think anybody needs any motivation to go see it it's uh i think it's been hyped up for a while and i'm super yeah, excited that about sets it itself up we don't really have to yeah yeah. yeah, it'll be <laughs> Hype great it up any more than it's nah. already been hyped yeah i'm stoked uh so yeah if you want to follow any of us on uh instagram we have a uh podcast instagram it's called it's at scary sunday scaries uh there is also a patreon for this podcast where you can listen to episodes as soon as i am done editing them and posting them um that is patreon.com slash scary sunday scaries uh if you want to follow our personal instagrams uh, i'm at trav the guy
2: and i'm at ty mance t-y-m-a-n-t-z yeah, not, and not. you're not on social media. <laughs> yeah, no, you
0: are. I, I got nothing. You guys can team. check out my We're IMDb. I, you guys IMDb can look at my credits. IMDb page. <laughs> yeah, he's got a, he's got a real
1: credits. So that's, what's your that's last what name, Blair? Blair. Blake Blair. Blake yeah. Blair on IMDb. It's, it's a good actor name. It is a great actor name. name. You don't have to change that. It's like Barry Block. Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. got alliteration <laughs> in there and everything. It's yeah. good. Yeah, awesome. Well, thanks for listening, guys. Uh Hang out with us again next week, and keep on listening. Don't let those Sunday scaries get to you too much. All right. All right. Bye. Bye.
0: Sunday Scaries.